This work is made possible by our monthly supporters, so please consider making a monthly contribution at www.davidelanymayor.com backslash there and back. To prepare for your arrival It was over, it was final People say that it's for the best And now get over all the sorrow But I'll never let you go You're in my heart You're on my mind the soul knows no tomorrow So you're with me all the time In this life we're made to shine Until we disappear But I see you in the stars Cause you were here Okay, so You Were Here is, um, it was the very last song that we wrote for the project. Like, I had actually already gone into the studio and tracked the rest of the album. When you're so real and I could touch you, when all I do is love you, you're in my heart. I had, okay, so in 2018, um, June of 2018, I had a miscarriage and, um, it was extreme. It was very sudden and it was very, um, it was really traumatic. But I see you in the stars cause you were here. was devastated um, you know we already had at the time a seven-year-old daughter and, and she's amazing and we love her and like we hadn't really planned on having another baby so this baby was a surprise and all that and um, the sudden loss was it hit me and impacted me I think a lot more than I thought that it would oh, you're in my heart. I spent that summer, so it happened in June, and I immediately went back to work. Like, the next week after it happened, because it was like a long thing, and I'll spare you all the details, but it was like a very long process and um, of miscarrying this baby. And so um, I went back to work the next week, and I was just, I would come home and just cry. Like, I'd get up, go to work make dinner, do that whole thing, and just sob when everything was done and lay down in the bed. And um, this went on for months. And we 
I ended up at the same time I met the director that I made the video for Seeds with. And so we started planning that and all that. And still, with all these things going on, I'm fully functioning during the day. And then at night, I'm just like a hot mess. And so it went on for a really long time, like months like this. And my husband was like, I'm worried about you. And my friends were like, I'm worried about you. And it just, it was, it was rough. So fast forward to a year later, um, we went into the studio to start working on revival. I finally had all the songs that I wanted and I felt like the, the statement was done. And I was like, there's a, there's a song missing. And so I sat down in my office where I am right now. And I was just writing things like I have a notebook, this big red notebook, and I'll show it to you at some point. But um, when we talk about the songwriting thing, but I have this huge red notebook that I've been writing songs in for like damn near like 10 years and everything's scribbled and it's gross looking and all this stuff. And like the, it's falling apart, but it's my book. And so I started writing like these ideas and the thing that kept hitting me was you were here, you were here. And I just started writing it like a poem almost. And that's how a lot of things start. Like you just write free. I call it like free writing where you just write whatever. And the first verse just talks about like how people were trying to tell me to get over it. And like, everybody was like, okay, this happened. And, and you're done and, and like it's over and like you need to start moving on and like it's for the best and that sort of thing. And I went to see my therapist in the midst of all this and she kept saying, you need to have closure. Like maybe what you need is to have a funeral or something like that, but I didn't want to do that. So the song for me was like that, was, was the acknowledgement that this little person existed. And so... I called two of my favorite people to collaborate, um, Deanna Walker and Rick Beresford, and they're in Nashville. And we didn't have like any plans to see each other or me to go to Nashville at any point. So we did it like how we're doing this. Like we sat and, um, and we FaceTimed and I sobbed and they sobbed and like it, we just cried and it took us maybe 45 minutes to write the song. And um, yeah, it was extremely therapeutic for me. And I think that was the moment when it stopped hurting so much because I had said it out loud. Yeah, I, um, I, can, I can almost hear that when I listen to the song that it, it happened fast um, mm -hmm. when you wrote it. Um, it's just got that it's just like a searching song, you know, it's, it's kind of wandering. Uh, mm -hmm. and it's just, it's, uh, it's very beautiful. And I think like for me, it, it hit in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. I'm really curious, like when you're there and you're like in that 45 minutes, say, you know, while you're creating the song, like what mm -hmm. is happening? What is that feeling for people who don't go through it or for people who do like what, what do you feel in that moment or how do you, how can you describe it? I would imagine that whatever people feel like, like not whatever, because I know, like I imagine that what 
non-artists feel like when they go to see a therapist and they're just telling them like all the stuff like, okay, here are all my deepest, darkest fears, um, vulnerabilities, issues, all of that. Um, it's like an unpacking of your ego. And that's the best way I can describe it. Like you're just writing songwriting, especially when you do it with other people is a extremely intimate act. And it's almost like walking in a room and just taking off all your clothes and then like, all right, <laughs> thanks. I'll see you like, I'll see you next week. But like, it's, um, yeah, it was, it was like, it was like getting naked. Like I had to, um, I mean, a lot of these feelings I couldn't, I didn't even really say to my husband because I was just like, I don't know that you're going to understand what I'm feeling right now. And um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a very vulnerable place, like very vulnerable place. And like, not every song is like that. Like some songs are just fun, happy, go lucky, woo, you know, we're having a party or whatever. But then to me, the songs that feel like, I don't know, I don't want to sound corny, but like the things that feel like God, those are the songs that you're extremely vulnerable and like you're saying things that maybe you wouldn't normally say in regular conversation. Or maybe it is something that you would say in regular conversation with someone that you're extremely close to. That's what songwriting is to me stepping back from just this song and like looking at, I guess revival as a whole, but then I guess, I guess cheesily songwriting as a whole, like mm -hmm. sometimes I ask stupid questions to get good answers, <laughs> but like, how do you, how did revival come about? Like, how do you create all those songs? Um, that's actually a really great question. Um, so it didn't happen all at once. Like, the songs are on revival. Some of them have been around for like Lord, like 10 years. And um, and I just didn't have anything to put them with. Like there's some like, for example, uh, there's a song on the album called Soul Message that I wrote right after my husband and I got married, and we've been married for 10 years. And um, it just it the vibe didn't fit with the backport sessions. It didn't fit on the children's record, obviously. And so I had this song and we did it like me and my band. Whenever I play out, we do the song all the time. People love the song. And they're like, when are you going to record it? And I was like, well, I don't have, it doesn't have any friends. Like there's, there's nobody to match it. So um, it sat for I mean, it got played, but it it sat in my archive until there was something that was comparable to it. And then it was just like, okay, this all makes sense together. So I hear a lot of artists say that they make the project like when they're as they're as they're writing the songs, they're keeping in mind how these things are all cohesive together. But that's not how this record came about at all. Like they're all are from like different bits and pieces of my life for the last. Lord, like the last six years, with the exception of of uh, Soul Message. And I didn't really have an end goal in mind. Like I knew that I was writing eventually for a project, but I just was writing. And 
it's so funny because the space that I've been in for the last six years just so happens to have been kind of the same space. So the songs make sense together. And the space that I was in was just like, I'm very social justice focused right now. And like, even before this moment, even before everything that's going on in the world, like I just was very concerned with what was happening and where we were headed. And like, you know, it started with Mike, uh, Mike Brown in, in Ferguson. And that's, I wrote seeds the day that the district attorney decided that they weren't going to press charges against the officer. And I had no idea that there was going to be Tamir Rice and Eric Garner and so on and so forth up until George Floyd. So I didn't know, but that's what was on my mind. And the same with Speak On It. I wrote Speak On It um, about the, um, after the 2016 election and that January with the Women's March, I wrote Speak On It about that, about protesting. Um, And then Breathe In, Breathe Out, I wrote while we were watching the March for Your Life where all the high school kids were marching about um, gun violence and, and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, and then like I wrote ghost about my mother, um, shortly after I wrote seeds and revival was one of the last things that we put on it because I was like, I want to sum this all up in some way that sounds hopeful. <laughs> Cause I was like, otherwise this is going to be like the most depressing album ever. And then, um, Little Black Girl, Little Black Boy um, came about because of another project that I was on. A friend of mine by the name of Brian Owens, um, who was a co-producer on Revival, um, we did, he did a a, a beautiful, like just an excellent um, soul version of Johnny Cash's hits. And it's called The Soul of Cash. And he and I did a duet on the record. And then we did an original duet. And so we were toying with the idea of he and I just making a duet record. And that's where the idea for Little Black Girl, Little Black Boy came about, like a Roberta Flack, Donny Hathaway-esque kind of thing. And, you know, we're both parents. And, you know, we see, we're very cognizant of the world around us and the world that we're raising children in. And so I wanted to write something uplifting for kids. And I don't know, I look at Revival like I hadn't really done anything like Revival before. Like everything that I've done up until this point has been pretty much very country influenced and focused and that sort of thing. Whereas this record has a lot of different elements. Like there's some funk elements to it. There's some like R&B. There's some just straight ahead pop acoustic kind of vibe. And then there's country vibe too. And so... I don't know. It just, it felt like a, it felt like because of all the kind of chaotic elements that came together to make this album happen, it felt like this was the time to experiment and, and, and do some different things and try some different things. Yeah, I think one of the many things that strike me like a lot about 
the album and like your work in general, as I look back, like even like further before it is the, this kind of like, like you go from these wildly vulnerable personal tracks or, or emotions to large scale political and social issues uh-huh. um, around race, around kind of, you know, police brutality mm-hmm. um, around these protests that you speak about, like, and it, it works like really, really well. And it's so moving. How does looking back at revival, how mm-hmm. does tracks like you were here and ghost fit into the kind of more political social statements? That's a great question. Um, huh. I think they fit because like, believe it or not, all these weird, <laughs> all this stuff is going on inside. And so like at the, you know, at moments I'm like, oh, the world and what's going on. And like, we need to march. And then, uh, and then at the same time, it's just like, oh my God, like I'm the same age that my mother was when she died. And like, I need to write a song about that. It's, I guess, cause it's all happening inside. So it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel weird because it's not like I was aiming to make, like, I'll be honest, this really happened unintentionally. Like it was all kind of organic the way this album came together. Like I didn't set out, I didn't sit down and like, okay, we're going to make a protest album and I'm going to, it was more so like, that's just the headspace that I'm in. I was focused on social justice. And then like this year, I'm the same age that my mother was when she died. So like, that's been on my mind this entire year. And I knew it was coming and I've kind of been dreading it. And so that's what, what I wrote the song about. And, and the same with um, the miscarriage. Like I didn't, obviously like when I wrote the album, I had no idea that that was going to happen, but it was just like, it happened and I had something to say about it. And so we just wrote it and yeah, it, I didn't set out for that. Like it just, it really just kind of, it happened organically. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I think that's like probably the ideal yes. uh, situation for <laughs> for creating work is it just happens. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm thankful. Like I'd shoot because I'd still be sitting there writing if I was trying, if I tried to write a protest album, it would suck. Yeah. But it, yeah, it just happened. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, like speaking from my work, like I know that if I set out trying to do things, it's it's so hard. It's like, it has to come from a really truly mm-hmm. genuine place or you're going to be you're going to be in trouble down the line <laughs> no cuz there's things that like you want to write about like i'd been trying to write this this feminist thing anthem thing that i was and i was just like you can't write it because that's not what yeah. you're thinking about like that's not where your heart yeah. is so it's just like i had to abandon it cuz it was just like you can't write for the moment yeah and and when you're more organic you'll accomplish things better i mean like in a way you've written a feminist anthem but it's not yeah you set out to do it right <laughs> you know? right so yeah it's interesting the way things work out no it totally is you can't force it yeah.